listening to Personal Branding with Lynn, a podcast for entrepreneurs and creatives. You are on a mission to create your life's work and legacy, but are struggling to break through the noise to reach your ideal clients. Well, that's where personal branding comes in. I'll help you grow your business using marketing that feels as natural as a conversation. Who am I? I'm Lynn Morton, and I have managed the brands of Fortune 500s, nonprofits, and startups. And now I'm ready to pour all that I've learned over my career into helping you build your personal brand. In fact, we'll work on it together. Let's get started. Hello again, and welcome to episode 13 of the Personal Branding with Lynn podcast. My name is Lynn Morton, and I am so glad that you are visiting with me today. Today's episode, I want to share a bigger view or a a bigger picture of the view of personal branding, if you will. I know we've been digging into some of the elements in the last several episodes the website and content marketing and just a lot of the elements that you need to to work on for your personal brand. But I think every now and then it might be helpful to take a step back and look at the forest rather than the trees. So that's what we'll do today. And let's get right into it. So the topic today is when someone refuses to do business with you, it's usually one of these three things. When someone refuses to do business with you, it's usually one of these three things. Now, I should probably qualify that. When someone has the means to do business with you, and needs the product or service you offer and refuses to do business with you, it's usually one of these three things. So they need your, they have the means and they need the product or service you offer or want it, but yet they refuse to do business with you. And every now and then that happens, right? And it's usually one of these three things. But first, I want to tell you a story before I tell you what the three things are. So I started a photography workshop business back in 2010 in Washington, D.C., in the Washington, D.C. area. I would do half-day workshops around the National Monument. I was, you know, just, you know, busy churning out workshops And I noticed that a lot of other photographers were doing these longer form destination type workshops several days. And I thought, okay, it might be cool for me to offer one. And the problem was uh, my initial problem is I, I don't, I didn't think I could go anywhere for a week or so and do the full scouting it would take to be able to prepare that length of a workshop. You know, I can't, I wouldn't do it for to somewhere I'd never been before. And I'd have to spend a week going there, really getting to know the place and then plotting the workshop. And I thought, you know, I'm still in startup mode, kind of back then. Um, So really going away for a week wasn't going to be an option for me. 
So that meant I would have to do it somewhere I already I already knew. And so that left me with the Virgin Islands or New Orleans, the two other places I've lived. And I decided on New Orleans. I, I grew up there for most of my life. My family lived there for about 25 years. I worked my way through college down in the touristy part of the city. And I, I knew this. I knew that city very well. So I figured this is great. I can plan the trip an itinerary from my home in DC. And then I would just go to New Orleans for just a day or so just to confirm my plans, meet with vendors, um, you know, just make sure everything as I walk through the, you know, walk my, my routes and my itinerary just to make sure it all flowed. So I did all that. So I set it all up and then I launched it. And so my sales plan was I just encouraged everyone who was interested to give me a call so I'd have a chance to answer your questions. So we'd get on the phone, we'd talk through it, and then I'd give them a chance to, you know, to say, okay, what do we want to do? And and hopefully we close. And I had a decent closing rate for my for my phone my phone calls because usually if I can get someone on the phone and and really speak to their issues and hear what their problems and challenges are you know and and it's something that I can help with I'm you know been pretty successful there in when I was you know doing my one-on-ones especially in in Washington DC so I thought yeah you know that would be the way I would also try and sell this this NOLA trip and and it, it was working there for a bit. And then I got this call and uh, let's call her Denise. And Denise called and said, you know, we started talking, did the light pleasantries. And, uh, you know, I got to learn a bit more about her backgrounds and interests, found out she did lots of these kinds of workshops. She wanted to do more. Um, She always wanted to go to New Orleans. Good stuff, good stuff. Check, 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 check. So then I ran through the itinerary. She seemed to be happy with it. And everything was going well, so I thought, okay, time to land this plane. Will I see you in New Orleans, Denise? And suddenly, her mood just shifted. Wait, I have more questions. And then the tone just just took a like a sharp left turn, and she said, well, have you ever done this before? I was like, yeah, I do weekends, you know, workshops all the time. I do them every weekend in Washington, D.C., you know, I've been doing this for a little while now, and, uh, you know, I have a pretty good track record. She goes, no, have you done any in New Orleans? I said, no, but I know how to do workshops. I, I have a you know pretty good rating, 4.9 out of 5, and I know New Orleans because I grew up there. We'll be fine. But she was not convinced with that answer. No... So you have never done it there. So how do I know that you could really do this? She said to me. She was just unconvinced with everything I said. Well, I, I, so now I'm like, okay, let's you know share something, some stories. I said, you know, when I was in college, I worked my way through college down in the convention industry, in the convention, doing conventions in New Orleans, which is down in a lot of the areas where we'll be shooting. So that's where I spent a lot of my time. I know that area very well. As a matter of fact, when I took my first real photography class, formal photography class, I used to do my, you know, my my class assignments down there. I'd go down there and shoot, and that's a lot of the things we'll be actually shooting. So I, I photographed them before. 
I know the area and you you can see and she was like, nah, what if, what if you don't even live there now? What if you never even show up? How do I know you'll even show up in New Orleans? I'm like, wait a minute now. Why? <laughs> you know, I said, wait a minute now. I've been doing, you know, doing this at that time for close to two years. He said, you can Google. You'll find not one negative word about any of my workshops anywhere because I always show up. And, and I, and I, and I, I try to bring it when. Nope, she didn't want to hear that. What if it rains? What if and then she then she went into, well, you know, this is kind of expensive. I could go to Cuba for the same price. And I'm like, well, I can't compare your trip to Cuba to my New Orleans. I don't know what they're giving you, but I know this is fair for what what I'm what we're offering. If you look at the the other two at the time, because I had benchmarked it, I was you know right in the middle of the pricing for the other two, um, you know, companies who were doing this to New Orleans. Nah, I don't know about this. And we went on and on and on. And she, she kept me on the phone for almost 30 minutes, just, you know, questioning everything about it, everything about me. And she was just not going to be convinced by anything. And we reached a point where I said, I, I thought, okay, this is not going anywhere. So why don't you just, you know, take some time and think about it. And, you know, we can connect again if you have more questions. All right, goodbye. She said, you know, and you know, she hung up. It's sort of like when you, you know, you, you're leaving a party and you say, yeah, let's get together. You know, you never will. I knew I'd never hear from her again. And after I hung up the phone, I was livid. Can I tell you, I was so annoyed and angry. I was, I thought to myself, you know, if you don't want to go, or if you don't want to take my workshop, that's fine. But why do you have to put me down for 30 minutes? You know, why do you have to question my integrity? Why do you have to, am I going to show up? Can I, you know, like, really, why is that even necessary? And then my ego just hopped out of my, and jumped onto my shoulder, hopped out of my body, jumped on my shoulder and started, yeah. And, and who does she think she is, you know, questioning you and, and, Boy, we had a good old commiseration session, me and my ego there for a while. And then after I got after I got a chance to calm down and think about it rationally, I've been trying to put it in better perspective to see what was going on there. And now it reminds me of so Howard Schultz in his first book onward, he talks about one of the Starbucks principles. He says, never make the customer wrong. Never make the nothing goes good when you make your customer wrong, right? And so, okay, if I assume there's some value in there, I had a boss who would always say, Feedback is a gift, as he was giving me feedback. Feedback is a gift. Remember that as we go through your <laughs> review. Great. So, what you know, if that's the case, right? If that what for me was a really a painful and uncomfortable experience brought me something I could learn from it. What would that be? And that brings me to the central point of the story and this podcast. When you encounter someone who needs your product, has the ability to buy it, but they choose not to, they're telling you one of three things. I don't know you. I don't like you. Or I don't trust you. That's it. That's the ball game. They're telling you either, I don't know you, I don't like you, or I don't trust you. So she didn't know me. 
she was somewhere else. She was just Googling and saw my webpage and called me up. She didn't know me from Adam, so she didn't trust me. And for all I know, she didn't even like me. So, you know, what could I, what could I do with that, really? Because, because at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. You do business with people you know, you like, and you trust. And, she, and I don't know that I had earned any of that with her. And and the reason I tell you that is the beauty of being able to create a personal brand helps you to overcome those three things. So shortly after I started the business, I started blogging weekly on questions I got during my workshops. And I I, I, po- I had a I put a post out just about every week during the seven years that I did that um that business. And a lot of the, the blog posts, first, you know, they started out just teaching basic concepts. And then a lot of them were really just responding to questions I got during my workshops. I got questions that I thought were interesting and and applied to or that I thought other people would wonder about. Then I would just turn those questions into articles. And really, so during the workshop, I would give a short answer and say, I'm really going to expand on this in my next blog if you want to take check it out. And so I, I started doing that weekly. And then from that, I grew into what we call um, what I called my monthly free photo webinars. Every second Tuesday of the month for four years, we, we did a, a free webinar. I would invite another photographer on in a lot of cases to show their work and and interview them and talk about what they've learned and what their inspirations were and all that good stuff and people would people joined even though my business was primarily in DC people were joining from all around the country and it was it was kind of cool I had run into people who had you know, seen my my podcasts I mean my my webinars and and I remember a couple of people when they moved to DC. So when they got there, we just couldn't wait to come and actually meet you. And I thought it was kind of weird, but that kind of stuff happens. And then I I transitioned to a weekly podcast with that I did for another two years. And again, just answering questions, talking about topics that I know photographers were struggling with. So I also kept going to New Orleans, New Orleans each year. And by about 2015, 2016, I remember I was getting ready. I just launched, you know, the next iteration of the New Orleans workshop and, you know, minding my own business. And I saw that a sale came in on one of my, you know, my workshops. And I thought, okay, that's cool. A guy named Ray from Queens, I remember. And I remember going, I don't know this guy. He's not in my community. I've never seen his name before. So I called him up. Hey, man, thanks for, you know, coming with me, choosing to come with me to New Orleans. Uh, by the way, how did you hear about me? He goes, oh, I listen to your podcast every week. I love what you do. It's just so much fun. I can't wait to come shoot with you in New Orleans, he said. And then another order came through. I don't know this person. Same story. Call him up. Hey, how'd you find this? Oh, I listened to your podcast. And then another. And I thought to myself, okay, this is strange because, you know, 
early when I launched that that whole series, as I said before, I would have to get on the phone and spend 20 to 30 minutes with someone before I got them to the point where they, you know, knew, like, and trusted me enough to, you know, to, to make a purchase of, you know, that that level. And I went from spending 30 minutes on the phone with each person to having people just purchase without any consultation at all, like without ever talking to me personally and, and, and people being excited to come and, and work with me. And I tell you this because this is the effect you have when you start to build your personal brand intentionally. And, and I share this because even though I'm not a big time New York Times bestselling author or, you know, one of the, the internet stars with millions of people following you, even a small time photography instructor, instructor with a, with a niche audience who knows you and loves you and it can work. And if you have a larger audience, it just works even better because you're doing it at scale. I, I, in the last, in those six or seven years, I had branded myself in that community as a photo coach before I even knew that this was a trendy thing. I, I thought I made it up and then found out it was a thing. And so if you were part of that small photography community in Washington, D.C., you knew me as a photo coach because I had built a personal brand in that persona. And, you know, I'm proud to say that I launched thousands of photographers in that area. Thousands of photographers. Some lots of times that I'm walking around, I'll just meet someone who I don't even remember who says, hey, you taught me how to, you taught me photography and I've been doing it ever since. And, you know, that's tremendously rewarding, but it's because I was building over that time this 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 personal brand. So you might be thinking, you know, that's all good and well for you, Lynn, but I really don't have time to write a weekly blog or do monthly webinars or even a podcast. I am busy. You must you must have bumped your head because I can't I don't have time for all that. And I, I want to say that even if you don't have the time to do all of that, you can take small, deliberate actions consistently that move the needle. I mean, when I decided to start blogging, and I did the first one, I remember that first blog I wrote, Why My Pictures Suck, <laughs> seven years ago. And it got a good review because everyone wanted to know why my pictures sucked. And for that, when I took a picture that, you know, of the Vietnam Memorial, that's it, the Vietnam Memorial. And I took a picture the way a lot of people would take it without thinking about it which was really just busy. And I, then I took another one that was with much better composition and focus. And I said, okay, this is this picture sucks because of this. And then here's how I fix it. And I took the other one. And then that was the first one I did. And I just, you know, kept doing that. I thought, okay, next week, what will I do? And, and, and it's sort of like, you know, Zig Ziglar talks about, you know, doing this pump. He used to take a pump on stage that would pump water out of a well that was in the ground. And he would pump and he would pump and he would pump and he'd pump while he's talking. And then sooner or later, after he kept doing it, water would come. And then once the water started flowing, he could see it. You know, I worked so hard to get here. But now at this point, it just takes, you know, little effort to keep it going. And that's sort of the way it happens. You know, you think, okay, I'll do one this week and then I'll do one next week and then I'll do another. And you keep going before you know it, you, you know, four or five years later, I look, I pull up my, my archives and my blog and I think, whoa, I did a lot of stuff here. And 
you don't really see it because you're just doing it one little bit at a time. So, one little bit at a time, but it makes the difference between, in many, in many cases, chasing a client and attracting them. Now, would that be worth your time? If Would it be worth it to you if you could lay the groundwork to combat some of that resistance that you can typically run into when you're out there in the marketplace, you know, trying to trying to help people, trying to share your gift, and everyone and people resist because they don't know you. They don't. They may not like you, or they just may not trust you because they don't know you. And so, if you could, you know, start to create that 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 body of work that would allow people to get to know you, to get to like you, and to start trusting you long before they even meet you, would that be worth your time? Because I think if you look at it that way, the benefits far outweigh the effort. And so my challenge to you this year, challenge yourself to take some small action each week to build your personal brand. Something small each week Don't make it big. Don't make it outrageous. Make it so that you can sustain it and do something small each week to build your personal brand. And over time, you will see and reap the benefits. Well, speaking of doing something small, each week, I created a product called the Personal Branding Blueprint that has the 26 you know, things that you need to be working on for your personal brand. So you know that you should be working on your personal brand. And then you but you but you're probably wondering, well, what does that that really mean? And whenever I've talked to any of you and you said, hey, I've been listening to the podcast. I like what you're talking about. I want to build my personal brand. I just don't know what I should be working on. This is what I hear. I don't know what I should be working on. And that's why I created the blueprint. Because the blueprint will will tell you what you should be doing first, what you should be doing next, because there's so many there's so many things that can fall under the personal branding umbrella. I know it's confusing and it's frustrating not to know what you should be working on. And 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 worse, you don't want to work on things that that you're just doing randomly that aren't getting you the results that you need. So you, then you feel like you're spinning the wheels and, and, and worse than not knowing what to do is to now spend effort, time and energy and it not contribute. So you don't want a lot of activity with no improvement and you don't want to feel like you're treading water and you, with the limited time and resources you have, You want to be more focused and intentional. And so the personal branding blueprint will solve that problem by giving you a step-by-step process to build a thriving personal brand. 26 essential tasks and projects that you need to build out your personal brand. I've broken them into three levels of importance so you know what to focus on in first and what's not as urgent and you can work through it at your own pace. And... And and it it's so cool because like I said before in in the earlier segment, it can make the difference between you chasing prospects or attracting your ideal clients. 
You can work at your highest level with people who understand your value. And there's nothing better than that. Think of how great that will feel. You are doing the work you are born to do with people who appreciate it and who value it. So that's what the personal branding blueprint can do for you. Now, it's on sale right now for $39, but I've got some better news for you because I'm updating it. Um, you know, one of my, one of my, 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 my sins or ills is I'm, I'm a tinkerer. I always want to keep working on improving on it and everything. And so I was looking at it and thinking, what can I really do to beef this up? And so right now it's an ebook and an online checklist that sort of tells you every step you need to go through. And I thought, let's beef this up. So I'm going to go through now and, I'm going to create videos, video tutorials, not tutorials, video explanations, rather, of each of the steps, what you should be doing with some resources, some, you know, downloadable checklists and some and 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 other um, resources that will help you as you work each step descriptions of what to do at each step so you can follow along. And uh, I'm going to invest a, you know, a, a significant amount of time to do this, to beef it up, to really make it so its value is really, really increases. And it makes it really simple for you to go ahead and start doing this on your own or, or with some help. But I want it to be so that when when you sit down and go, I'm ready to start. You can just pull this up and choose one, listen to the description and go ahead and knock it out and check it off. Because at the end of the day, we these small steps are, are what will get us there. Now, when I do that, when I relaunch it, and I, I, I last week I said a week, but I'm thinking give myself in, enough time. I'm going to make this a month. So February 17 is the date when this one will launch, and the price will be $99 at least. $99 at least. But here's the good news. If you purchase now, which is just um, the um, the ebook and, and the checklist, you'll have that to get started with, and you'll have it at the $39 rate. And when I finish boosting and beefing it up to the $99 product, you'll just be eligible. I'll just move you on over. So you'll get the $99 product for only $39. You have a chance now to get in at the $39 rate. And when it goes up on February 17, you have uh, an, a, an even better product, 39 for 39 bucks. So that's kind of cool, I think. As we get closer to launch, the price will start to go up to $49.59. And then when I launch, it'll be at 99. So it will never be less expensive than it is this week. So go ahead. If you want to get support building your personal brand, then go to blueprint.lynnmorton.com. Blueprint, B-L-U-E. You know blue, right? Blueprint.lynnmorton.com <laughs> and check it out and pick it up there. And I'll see you on the other side. Well, 
thank you for visiting with me for another episode. I hope this was helpful for you. You know, today was more of a story and a discussion than it was the typical teaching that I do. But I hope that you still got something from that. I'll be back again next week and we'll do it all over again. We'll just continue working on our personal brands bit by bit. And by the way, I, I thought I would share this with you. You are in the middle of a personal brand, right? Net personal branding exercise right now. Remember I said to you that I've been known as the photo coach for seven years in, in Washington, D.C. And then after that, I got picked up and I worked to work for Canon and, um, you know, then I got to be a bureaucrat for a while. And then now coming back and with this focus on personal branding, I'm in the middle of building, building out my personal brand as the personal branding coach. And so you are getting to, 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 to see, to work along with me as you see me actually build it. So that's kind of cool, right? We will do it together. Like I said, in the intro. All right. Well, that's it. That's enough for today. You have a great weekend. I hope that you, you know, have a, have a wonderful time. We have a snowstorm hitting us here in the Northeast. So that'll be a little bit of, that means we'll be indoors, at least for me. Anyway, I am uh, looking forward to talking with you again next week. Remember, you can find me online, Personal Branding with Lynn on Instagram and on Facebook, other two places I hang out, or you can always drop me an email. Always glad to hear from you. Let me know what you're working on. Let me know what your challenges are. Let me know what's going on with you. All right, take care. Until then, keep focused, keep consistent, keep going. I'll see you out there. Take care. Thanks for joining me for Personal Branding with Lynn. If you took something from today's episode that you plan to put into practice, please let me know and share it with our other listening friends. We'd love to encourage you and support you on your path. Leave a comment wherever you heard this or at Personal Branding with Lynn on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe at lynnmorton.com forward slash subscribe and share this episode with another entrepreneur or creative. That's it for now. Let's get together again and continue growing our personal brands. Cheers. Cheers.